You're about to hear a sermon by Pastor Jeff Pruer, Senior Pastor of Freedom Life Church of God in Henderson, North Carolina. For more information about this church and our ministry, please visit us online at freedomlifecog.org. Let's get a glimpse at what's coming up. If you love it, the devil's after it. If it's your husband, your wife, your children, if it's your peace, your joy, whatever, if it's your dog, your cat, or your goldfish, if you love it, the devil's after it. But I want to tell the devil tonight, whatever you steal from me, I'm going in after you. You're not going to keep what God has given me. I made my mind. It's mine. My name's on it. It's my property. It belongs to me. You can't have my wife. You can't have my church. You can't have my children. You can't have my grandchildren. You can't have my body. I know they say when we get older, we got to put up with it. No, you're not going to have my body. You're listening to Right Now Word with Pastor Jeff Pruer. Let's get right into this message. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Aren't you glad to be in the house of the Lord on Wednesday night? Aren't you glad that God is in this house to minister to every need? So I want you to understand this. Realizing God is here, no telling what might happen. I believe we need to raise our expectation level. Amen. Give God a praise. We are continuing our study about family salvation and forgiveness for the family. We're using Acts 16. And the jailer said, what must I do to be saved? And, and, And Paul said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Then he says, and your household. God is saying, I am concerned about your family. And if you will dedicate, commit, and hook up with God, God said, I will take care of your family, amen. Tonight we wanna continue, we wanna talk about going into the enemy's camp. In 1 Samuel 30, verse one, came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag and smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire. Notice what happened. They had taken the women captive that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small. Notice what it says. But carried them away. I thought about that. Carried them away. And that's exactly what Satan's plan is for your home and your family, to carry them away to carry them away from the gospel, to carry them away from the truth, to carry them away from home and from the church, to carry them away from godly influence. That's what the devil is trying to do. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they could weep no more. I will say this, there's a time to cry. It's all right to cry. Look at your neighbor and say, it's all right to cry. Sometimes it hurts, and the brokenness drives you to tears. And so all of these grown men sit down and cry, and it's okay to cry, but there's a time to stop crying. Are you getting that? Because some of y'all have been crying for years and years. It's time to stop crying and get up and start fighting. Uh Uh-oh, I'm preaching now. Amen. David's two wives were taken. David was distressed for the speak, people talking about stoning him. All the people were grieved, every man for his sons and his daughter. They were grieved. And when you are, are, are grieving and when you're broken, you make unwise decisions. And you do, let me just say this, stupid stuff. 
You quit church. You lay out of church. Quit reading your Bible. Quit serving the Lord. That's, that's foolish. Be careful the decisions you make when you're under pressure. And then it says, they wanted to stone David, but I like David. David encouraged himself in the Lord. Oh, you didn't get that. Nobody came by and sung to him. No, no praise team came over. No musicians. Uh, nobody, everybody that was with him wanted to stone him. But David said, I can't get no help up in here. I can't get no amens up in here. I can't get nobody to praise God up in here. So I'll praise God for myself. Have you ever got to the place everybody around you sounds like and seems like they dried up and your pew is dead as four o'clock? I gotta get some fire going up in here. I gotta praise God for myself. I wish you right where you're at begin to praise God for yourself. Hallelujah. Whoa, praise God. Now, you are dangerous. You are, are dangerous to hell when you learn that you ain't got to have a church full of people to praise God. And you ain't got to have a great pianist or singer. Thank God for them. But sometimes you just got to make your mind up. I got to do it for myself. I got to do something. Now, the thing that will bring you up out of the pit, a lot of church folk need to learn this because we haven't learned it yet. There's a lot of depressed church folk, a lot of down and out. and That's a season that we go through. But I'm going to show you how to get out of it. Are you ready? It's not waiting till things change and things get better. It's not waiting till the doctor gives you a good report. Come on now. It's not, uh, it's not waiting. It's taking the Word of God, that powerful Word of God that is alive, is spirit, and it's life, and you start speaking it through your own mouth. Uh-oh. Uh, listen, faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the Word of God. But listen to this. Faith comes to your spirit. When your spirit hears your mouth, speak the Word of God. Something powerful and dynamic happens when you speak that Word for yourself. It's good to hear the preacher preach. It's good to hear people testify. But when you preach and speak that Word out of your mouth, it's dynamic, it's powerful. I, I know you don't even understand this. Are you ready for this? Can't nobody preach to you like you can preach to you. You start standing up and proclaiming the Word of God. David looked around, and all of his army was crying and weeping, broken. And nobody, nobody wanted to rebuild. Nobody wanted to, to, to fight. They wanted to stone David. And David said, I ain't got nobody to help me out. Man, he must have been pastor of church. Sometimes you feel like you ain't got nobody. I, I, I know what's wrong. But sometimes the devil make you feel like you're the lone ranger. Elijah said, I, I'm the only one left. No, you're not. So what you need to do if you are the only one left, look at your neighbor and say, if I am all by myself, I know how to get out of this by praise and encouraging myself. I will not stay down. Say that with me. I will not stay down. I'm getting up because I'm going to preach the Word of God to myself. I'm going to speak the Word of God to myself. Oh, there's something about you speaking that Word. My God, it'll turn you on. You say, Pastor, I don't really feel like it, but that's, that's good. That's all right. 
because sometimes I start off and it's kind of, it don't sound too victorious. Greater is he is in me than he is in the world. God be for me. Who dare be against me? But I keep saying it. And the next time it gets clearer. Greater is he. That's in me. So you know what? I start believing what I'm saying. First few times, maybe I didn't believe it. But when you start believing what God's word has said to you, and you speak it for yourself, your spirit says, get up, son. You got to start praising because this thing is going to turn your life around. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. If God be for us, oh, I don't know what you're going through tonight. If God be for you, who dare be against you? My Lord, I've got this is good preaching before I preach. David said to Abathoth, the priest, Amalek's son, bring me the ephod. Abathoth brought the thither, the ephod to David. So here's what he's doing. He starts speaking the word, encouraging himself. He says, you know something? I got me some help. Maybe they don't want to help, but I got some help. So God, you're my present help in time of trouble. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll go with you through whatever hell you got to go through. Has anybody been through hell and high water, but you felt somebody in there with you? Oh, thank God he never left me. He never gave up on me. He never gave up on me. Hallelujah. He was with me. He was with me in the fire. He was with me in the water. He was with me in the storm. And I came out. You're looking at survivors here tonight. Now, there's some empty pews here tonight that they didn't survive. Not getting this. But you survive. Give God praise right there. One for God's grace, Paul. I'd be laying at home tonight, quit church, lost my desire to preach, give up on God. But God brought me through the fire. Oh, somebody say amen. I have preached to thousands and I have preached to four or five. It don't matter about the crowd. God is still God. God is still on the throne. And if I trust God, he'll bring me through it. Has anybody ever been brought through anything? Somebody say, I come through it. Oh, come on, make the devil mad. I came through it, hallelujah. I came through it, hallelujah. I was hurting. I was broken. I was crying. I was bruised. But I came through it. God, what do you want me to do? You want me to quit? God, you want me to sit at home and watch it on Facebook? God, you want me to just, you know, cut back? What do you want me to do? I believe God will say, get up and go. The best is yet to come. David inquired of the Lord. Just talk plain to God. Shall I pursue after this troop? And then shall I overtake them? And God answered David. See, when you get, shake that depression off, because you're speaking the word of faith into your life, you have a clear voice or, or ear to hear God's voice. You can't hear it as long as you're listening to what hell is saying. You're not going to make it. You're going to die. You're going to backslide. Nobody's living right. Nobody loves you. But if you start speaking the word of God, faith begins to build up and your ears are open and tended what God says. 
I don't know about you, I have not heard God's audible voice, but I'm telling you, I have heard that still small spirit inside of me many, many times. And God would say, get up and pursue them. You keep on going, keep on preaching, keep on praying, keep on serving, and I'll be with you. Amen. He said, pursue them. Go after them. Now that's the word of God. We've got to go after our young Go after our family. If you'll go after them, you'll overtake them. And you'll recover all. David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. Somebody shout all. I've got to serve notice to the devil tonight. He can't have nothing that belongs to me. What you've stole, I am going to recover it all. I don't care how dark it looks, how depressing things look, and what's going on. I'm going to take back what God has given me. Devil, you can't have mine. Somebody shout amen. Said he had nothing lacking. Nothing lacking. That's God. Nothing lacking. Neither small nor great sons or daughters been spoiled to anything they had taken to them. David recovered all. You know what I say as a pastor? We're going to recover all. This camp meeting may be the fire starter that produces a dynamic. I'd like to see it happen like Brownsville Revival. It went on for seven years. They had a little uh, a segment on TV the other night. It showed the people lining up at 6 o'clock in the morning to get in the building at 6 o'clock that night. I, I'll never forget, years ago, I had the blessed opportunity to go about three nights down there. And I went with a friend who knew a member, so we got to come in the back at 5 o'clock with the members. We didn't have to wait in line. But I looked out there, and you could see a line as far as you could see, and it was cool that day. And... And the usher said at 6 o'clock, here's what he said. He said, get ready. We're getting ready to open the front doors. You better get your seat. I want to tell folks, you better get here early and start getting your seat. When he opened those doors, it looked like water flooding in. People ran as hard as they could and filled that church up until they had to stop and put them in the overflow. A man, a wife, and two boys sit beside me. I said, how long you been out there? They said, we've been out there since 6 o'clock this morning. I said, my God, you're hungry. I remember the altar call at, at, at that night. When, when Steve began to give the altar call, that man, that woman, and those two little boys stepped out from the pew and got in the aisle. He knelt down. She grabbed his shirt tail. His, one of the boys grabbed her dress. The other boy grabbed his shirt tail. Steve would always wait and sing a song and then when he'd say now they'd run to the altar when he'd say now it looked like a football tackle they would rush into that altar and fall on their face and cry out to God and God would do a mighty work what are you saying that for preacher? we're getting ready to get all that back 
Anybody believe, remember any Holy Ghost services? I mean, some services you felt the fire of God so much down in your soul, you didn't even know what was going on. You felt the anointing and the power of God. Listen, this jerking, this dancing, this praising, this running, uh, my God, we need that back in the church. David said, I'm going to see God do it again. Oh, you believe God? We're going to recover all. I say to COVID-19, you demon spirit of hell, we're going to get our, uh, our praise back. We're going to get our glory back. We're going to get our joy back. Hallelujah. I believe it's going to be better than when it hit. It's going to be better than when we hit. When the devil hit. COVID does not go out and do God. David recovered all. Now that, see these pastors, and Lord knows I'm not talking about them. These 1,500 that are resigning their church every month. Man, I, I know what it's like. I know how it is. I know what they're going through. But I'm going to tell you, I made my mind up. God didn't bring me this far to give up right here. We're going to recover all. God's not through with the church. God's not through with your family. Amen. I, I want to pray and go and preach, but I feel like the flowing going on. The Bible says the thief, the Bible is a thief that still kills and destroys. He's coming to steal. Let me say this. The devil's trying to steal everything you love. If you love it, the devil's after it. If it's your husband, your wife, your children, if it's your peace, your joy, whatever, if it's your dog, your cat, or your goldfish, if you love it, the devil's after it. But I want to tell the devil tonight, whatever you steal from me, I'm going in after you. You're not going to keep what God has given me. I made my mind. It's mine. My name's on it. It's my property. It belongs to me. You can't have my wife. You can't have my church. You can't have my children. You can't have my grandchildren. You can't have my body. I know they say when we get older, we got to put up with it. No, you're not going to have my body. People ask me, how you doing, Pastor? I said, still fighting the fight. Still fighting the fight. Amen. Understand this. The devil is out to steal, kill, and destroy. And, and here's what I want to just share with you tonight. Whatever the devil steals, you've got to go after it. Bible says the devil carried it away. He targets what you love. But by the leadership of one man, now would you get this? One person can make a difference. See, that's what you don't understand about church. One person, one person, one person can make a difference. And David was a man that decided to make a difference. I want to tell you, mom, dad, you can make a difference. Say, Pastor, you don't know how bad it is. Yes, I do. But you can make a difference. He stood up and decided, I'm going after the devil. I will not let you keep what God gave me. He rose up with power and authority. And he had a militant spirit, and that's what we need in the church. I'm so sick and tired of passive spirit. Spirits are careless. Come one week, don't come the next. You know, when we were running close to a thousand. We'd have a hundred people less one Sunday than the next. What's up with that? I don't understand that. My God doing great things. And we come if we want to. We come if we don't. I believe we need a militant spirit. Amen. We're living in the last days. It's time to come to church. I believe in church. Amen. I believe when you get here, God meets with us. And I believe if you'll let God, God will pour his spirit out on you tonight. Raise your hand and say, do it, Jesus. They have a militant spirit, 
a violent spirit. Come on down. It's time for the church to get mad. I didn't say mad at the preacher. Amen. Don't get mad at a church member. Don't speak. Get mad at the devil. And say, devil, you're not going to keep what God has blessed me with. You got to be willing to say, devil, you may have my children right now, but you're going to turn them loose. See, I'm not going to roll over and play dead just because you're big, bad, and ugly. I'm going to tell you, God is still with me. I still believe the word. I'm going to speak that word, and I'm going after my children. Somebody say, go after them. Hey, if I got to go to the crack house, I'm going to the crack house. If I got to go to the hell holes, and I got to go in. Whatever I got to do, I'm going after my family. Somebody say amen. I'm not going to sit here in a church and play church and kissy, kissy and be cute. I'm going after my loved ones. I'm going to preach the gospel, not also inside the four walls, but outside the four walls and preach this glorious gospel. Remember, remember Dwight Thompson, great, powerful man of God, tells a story about when he was backslid on God. And his mom and daddy were praying for people. And he, he was rebellious, drinking and partying, going to the club. And one day, he got a knock on the apartment door. And it was his dad. And he was surprised. Dad, what are you doing here? He said, I come to get you, Dwight. Your mama sent me. He said, what do you mean? He said, I'm going to stay here till you come home to Jesus. Dwight said he tried to discourage him. He said, sitting on the table was a bottle of bourbon or something. He said, he went over there and got a bottle and filled the glass full. Started to take a drink. His dad said, when I was drinking, I didn't like that kind. I'm not going to drink with you, but, but I'm still here. That drink is not going to run me off. He said, Dad, I'm getting ready. I'm going to the club tonight. He said, well, I'm going with you. He said, Dad, what do you mean you're going with me? You ain't never been to a club in your life. I'm going because I love you. While you're dancing and drinking and carousing, I'll sit over in a corner somewhere and pray through the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. He said he went and they went in that club and he said, Dwight said he got under conviction. He was miserable. And finally he had to leave and said, Dad, let's go. Well, I got to go home and come home to Jesus. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying we got to do some drastic, crazy things. Amen. Amen some drastic I, I, I remember one of my family members one time rose up and was kind of talking big and bad and said said I, I'm never going back to church and I, I don't even know if there's a God if I believe in a God and I laughed at him he said what are you laughing at I said you better quit talking you're going to be my next associate if you're not careful <laughs> what do you say we've got to go after them and let the devil know you cannot help our Lord now not going to happen while you play in church. It's not going to happen if you're not committed to God because you can't even take care of yourself. I saw a little post on the Facebook and I'll, I'll probably get David to put it up. It, it, it showed a herd of zebra and it showed they were all in a herd and one zebra was by itself and a lion was right on his back and he was running. And the caption said, who said you don't need church? I believe with all my heart we got to quit playing church. We got to get back to committing ourselves. Listen, I'm not, maybe you got things going on. You can't come every Monday night, but you can come one Monday night for prayer. And so you got to have the word to equip you and, and build up your faith. And I'll say this and I'm going to close. The devil 
is not going to turn them loose. The devil is not going to loose them. I want to tell you that they're not coming back on their own. You can sit in your house and fast and pray, but until you get up, anointed of God, and go forth and go get them, you're not going to get your family back. When's the last time you prayed in the Spirit? Prayer should be warfare. You pray in the Spirit. You say, devil, you take my family. Take your hands off my family. In the name of Jesus. I mean, I have prayed like I was fighting. I have, I have come into this church, and if you come in here to hear me, you'd think I was fighting with somebody, because I am. Devil, take your hands off this church. Take your hands off these people. Take your hands off the family. Devil, I'm telling you, in the name of the Lord, take your hands off my body. Do you pray that? Devil, you get your filthy hands off my body. Now, I'm telling you, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus Christ. I don't care about the pain. I don't care what's going on. I'm healed. I don't care what you say, devil. Get out of my body. That's how we're going to get our families back. That's how we're going to possess our healing. And, and, and we're going to see revival. He's going to rise up. I'm going to close with this right here. The devil hates the anointed. The reason he's after you so hard today is because you're anointed. He don't mind people that don't have the anointing. See, apart from the anointing, you're no threat to hell. We're ships without wind and chariots without horses and branches without sap. We are withered away. We're like coals from the altar without the fire. We're useless. We're sounding brass and tinkling cymbals. But the anointing makes a difference. And every time you get up and sing, every time you play an instrument, every time you teach a class of preaching, you ought to want to see a difference. The anointing will produce life and power to take your children back from the hands of hell. You just heard a sermon by Pastor Jeff Pruer, Senior Pastor of Freedom Life Church of God in Henderson, North Carolina. For more information about this church or if you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at freedomlifecog.org.